Hi, folks. This podcast is recorded in a house with animals. Yes, I am back home with the dogs and the cats and a couple extra dogs and the chickens are outside, although it's going to be really cold and I worry a little bit about Ninja sleeping up in the tree, but I can't get her down, so there you go. That's that's a concern, but she is a chicken and she is yes. covered in feathers. She is. She is. Uh, I should also mention at this point in time that we tend to swear. Oh, do we ever? Quite a bit. Uh, we've been better on this podcast than in prior years, but it happens. So sometimes that's... you just need to drop an f bomb, and that is why we mark this explicit. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode one hundred and twenty-one. I am so happy to be home, even if it is for a brief stretch. Here comes the disc error. No, no disc error. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! Um... We so, are we are battling our hardware at the moment. Yeah, I, I made one tactical error when I bought this machine for recording, and that was I did not get SSD. So that's my own fault. That is totally my own fault. So I'll figure that out at some point or take it apart and upgrade or whatever. In the meantime, uh, I am between trips. I just spent a week in Toronto, as you might have noticed last week uh, on the episode. And then this coming weekend, I am off to WindyCon to do my duties as a Dorsire regular board of directors member, which means mostly going to meetings and drinking heavily. And then I'm hoping to catch the Harp Twins in concert, one of the groups I've always wanted to see live. And so we're going to, I, they're the musical guest of honor, so I'm hoping to see them. Cool. Yeah. That's... You know, other than that, uh, had a great week at our work all hands. It was really a great event and had a chance to talk to a lot of people I've never seen in the flesh. I mean, I talk to them all the time on like Zoom meetings or in Slack or whatever, but never in person. And so there's a lot of hanging out. There's a lot of good knowledge sharing. It was it was a good time was had by all. Excellent. And uh, I had two people actually uh, soft agree to appear on the podcast. One of them actually volunteered specifically for Kevin and Ursula Eat Cheap. <laughs> uh, but he's crazy and I love him for it. And uh, same thing when... We have such terrible tastes to show you. Uh, yeah, right. Oh my God. It's so true. So, yeah, uh, other than a pending team shift, it's just been sort of business as usual after all hands. So that was it was really cool. And it was it was a great event. And it felt more like a fandom event. I think I said this last week. It felt more like a fandom event than like a work event because everybody's just we're just so friendly and open and willing to take criticism and be helpful and all that stuff. I mean, it was it was fantastic. It was almost like I had been hanging out with a lot of these people for years when I've only worked there since May, and it was actually really cool. That's awesome. So that was my week and continues to be my week. Uh, but now, while I was gone, what did you do? Because we didn't have any, any updates. How productive were you while I was gone? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. It's been... Madness and flailing and screaming, and uh, more madness and flailing and screaming. So, but 
We're slowly getting there. There are ruminants on Dog Skull Patch. There are. There is a shepherd in our guest room for a bit. While we work out heating issues yes. in the cabin. We we can't. We, we, we're we not going to force anyone to sleep in 20 degree weather in, no, without no, a heat source. No. So uh, we are we are working on that. Uh, everything should resolve itself. These are all solved and solvable problems. It's just all the flailing of getting the solutions into place. There was the flailing of getting the shepherd into place while I was gone. Uh, well, yes, the moving moving is hard no matter who you are and when you do it, and it's always going to be hard and it's always going to be, take longer than you think. Right. And so it's – and if you try to do that with live animals, um, they spent oh. two hours trying to chase a pig. You know, it was it – was, there, there, there was a lot going on, but it is all – more or less in place, we are on the, the downhill slide, as it were, yes. picking up speed. Uh, not not like, you know, sliding into the abyss, but like the the uh, over the hump. So we will get there. We just got mm -hmm. to solve one more issue and get the uh, tiny cabin insulated. Yes. And a big shout out to our friend KB Spangler for helping. Yes, and uh, if you want to help support the shepherd, we will put some. I'll put some links in the show notes. Yep, but it's just been. It's been. It's one of those things where it's all good, but it's a lot, and it's a lot of moving yes. parts to try to all line up. And uh, when you are dealing with live people and live animals, uh, it's. All the moving parts have to be in place, and people have to, you know, eat food and sleep and have time to freak out and run around and whatnot. So oh, yeah. it's uh, it has been an exhausting week, but it is a week that things are getting done. And other than the the rain today, which prevented the uh, was it an extension officer or someone from the oh university? someone from the Silver Pasture Project, yes, yeah. from coming out and discussing uh, forage seeding. So okay. Which is uh, basically what kind of grass seed you plant. So, and there's the disc bugaboo. So, <laughs> yes, the stuff you plant so that your sheep and your goats and whatnot have stuff to eat. Yes, which uh, and also to help restore the soil. But the important thing is ruminants be pooping, and that will restore the soil in in majestic ways. And like the vast majority of what dirt needs is grazer poop, large herbivore poop, and. Uh, we are providing the poop. Poop be happening, so I poop am be happy. happening. Yes, I am not going to use poop as this week's uh badge code. <laughs> it was tempting, I'm sure. Uh, but so. uh, and you know, and astonishingly, I've maintained word count on the projects that need to get done, and I have been seized with a desire to do more of the weird little nameless sheep drawing cartoons, comic pages, whatever they are. And so that's awesome. It's just uh, <laughs> uh, a lot. I it, it's a lot. It's just you know a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And nameless sheep may be one of those things I'm doing, so I don't feel bad about not getting other things done. <laughs> I have no illusions about how my brain works. That's that's fair. That's but fair. we should go to questions. Yes, we have we have letters this week. And and we have no idea what we're doing, but at least we will all not know what we're doing together. That's right. And it's not a big load of letters this week, so we will get to those right after this. Mm -hmm. 
we are back. Let's talk about some letters from listeners. Our first letter this week is from someone who wishes to remain anonymous. Although there were three copies of this, and so I'm going on with the one that says they wish to remain anonymous because... For reasons. Reasons, yeah. Uh, this is referring back to episode 98 and our update with Alicia Day Baker. Uh, I really appreciate Alicia's and her husband's willingness to be so open about the impact of PTSD and anxiety on a couple. Having someone else talk frankly about the challenge of being the most well, especially when most well is not the same as actually well, of a couple was really validating for me. I've been in a similar position for several years, and it is really hard. It was incredibly validating to listen to someone else talk about how hard it is to manage. I can totally understand that. I mean, I, Kevin, I suspect you fill that, that niche in our relationship. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, Sometimes you do it for me. Uh, yeah, but uh, generally speaking, I feel like I am the, the nuttier one of the two of us. Um in in terms of of uh, actual dropping into non-function, as it were. Um, yeah, it's it's very rare that I push myself to non-function anymore. It is also since I went back on the antidepressant several years ago. Uh, it seems like that bar has been set significantly higher. And uh, also, frankly, just since your job's not completely murdering you, uh, you've yeah, definitely been happier. But uh, that helped tremendously. But yeah. I'm sure it is it is stressful. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the the small experiences I've had of having to be the responsible one who knows what's going on. Like uh, usually, when I have to take care of my mom for something, is yeah, uh, incredibly stressful. It's a a. <laughs> <laughs> I am not well enough to handle this, but no one else will, so I guess I have to be today kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, you manage very well. It's just you just role play a paladin who knows what they're, they're doing. Yeah, and then afterwards for like a week, I am oh. just a flattened goo ball. Pretty much. And, Pretty much. And I mean, hopefully it is not like this for you, but like there are points when I am doing the thing where I get usually back to the hotel room and I'm like, okay. I am breaking. Things are breaking, and I can feel them breaking, but we are just going to shove them down and have them not break until I am out of here. Yes. And yeah. uh, it's, yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one is from Claire. And this is, goes all the way back to episode 87 with getting an interview. Uh, so I've been catching up on episodes, and this one was particularly timely for me, as I applied to a new job for the first time in six years. This was not fun. Fair enough. No, I don't think anyone enjoys interviewing. Yeah, but Dino's functionalist approach let me edit my CV, I'm in academia, down to a lean and functional five pages. It's a CV. It's hard to get shorter. Academia has its own rules. Yep. I also edited my cover letter draft based on some of what he suggested, including focusing on what the job would actually involve and why I want to do that work. I'm hoping to get to apply the interview advice too, but no word yet. So this was two weeks ago, three weeks ago this was sent in, and so I want to hear an update, Claire. Yeah, and mm -hmm. if you didn't get it, that is fine. We we commiserate with you, and if you did get the interview, we would love to follow up yep. so and, we can share with you. Yeah, and the number of times I submitted stuff and did not get the interview is legion over the years. Oh, yeah. It was even hard this past job hunt. So, 
Believe me, I'm there with you. You can or do have the been thing. There. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Dino. Uh, this is about episode 113 when I had Jane Linskold and Jim Moore on. Um, what even? This was such a cool interview. Jane and Jim both have such calming voices and seem like incredible people. They kind of are. Uh, what's more is that Jane is so matter-of-fact about her challenges. Many times when she's like, and that's something I need to work on, and I'd be so impressed. An accomplished author able to admit where she could do better. And she was also matter-of-fact about some pretty heavy stuff. I struggle with rewarding myself because I've spent more of my life poor than not. Same, Jane. Same. Oh, yeah, the guilt about I just spent 40 bucks on a video game, and now I am going to die in a ditch next to Walmart. But at least you all have a video game. Anyway, uh, these two guests were so incredibly relatable and charming to listen to. I'd love it if you could corner these two separately and get them to tell their stories about the writing or the identifying of stuff hit with rebar. They both must have so many neat stories, and I'd love to listen. Keep up the great work, Kevin. Uh, you know what, Nino? You, I really enjoy talking to them. And I, I actually have another letter from Dino about setting up like a, a an occasional Kevin and Dino talk shit. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how that works out. I've been a little busy, and so it's been a little crazy. But now that the dark months are upon us, oh, I think God. we're both going to be locked indoors a lot more. And so. and I, I wish to to say I have uh, did, did, apropos of nothing. God, I've been feeling the dark month this last week. Oh. There's the like the look out the window and it's cold and gray light and you're yeah. like this is it the winter draws nigh all i want to do is sleep for the next 6 months and and, and then the temperature dropped like 30 degrees today yeah, so which didn't help but the no. just the I don't know that's, how that's degrees our Fahrenheit, by the way, folks. ancient ancestors did it. Like, maybe they did just sleep eight hours a day, but somebody had to, or eight, you know, an extra eight hours a day. But somebody yeah. presumably had to go out and hunt the mammoth or gather the roots, is more likely. <laughs> more likely at this so, time of year, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, from Jake, who uh, is going to be a, a guest on the show in a couple episodes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, this is going back to Being Home and Cooking with Dino Part 3, Episode 109. Dino, thank you, especially for the note on boiling water. Listening to both of you going for several hours has been charming. Yes, I also teared up. And I'm super happy at the prospect of more. I've also been jumping around the last 10 or so episodes of the podcast, so I ironically ended up listening to this Part 3 while making two loaves of bread quiche and vegan kimchi. Three cheers to feeding people. Gotta right do on. it. Yeah, and uh, I had a great talk with Jake, and I cannot wait to share that one. Still several episodes off, but it was, it was a great talk. So, uh, uh, Here's the longer one from Laura, who we had on the show, uh, I want to say over a year ago now. Um, Dear Kevin and Ursula, Apologies for not writing sooner, but I ran into some hurdles in the past few months. Towards the end of June, I ended up in an unpleasant episode of Burnout, which blindsided me completely and took me out of peak performance, or any performance for that matter, for close to two months. Man, and that's that's a thing that happens. Yeah, don't don't yeah. feel ashamed of it. This this happens to people. You know, we yeah. oh. the one thing that our ancient ancestors did have better was safety nets where, you know, if 
Og was out for two months. <laughs> Other people were like, okay, it's cool, Og. Just sit in the corner, hang out, watch the cave. We'll go get the mammoth. You know, yeah. it, it's uh, stuff happens. I'm about to change the, the word for the for the, the badge code, but I'm going to, we'll see where we go here. It's going to go um, to mammoth <laughs> or Og. Og. I'm slowly getting back into a good rhythm, but you can never rush recovery. And that's the other thing that I think we, we should say, don't rush the recovery. Anytime you rush a recovery, either even from a cold, the flu or burnout, you, you feel great. You're ready to go. And then you overdo it because you're not, I don't ready. know if it's even you feel great. I think it's usually your frustration at not being, at not doing well outweighs the feeling of not doing well. And you're like, I got to do something. I am so frustrated and restless. And then. Uh, no, mine is, mine is usually the, I, I'm feeling normal. All right. I will do normal things and I'm no way, shape or form ready to do normal things. Look at you and your emotional health. I know. Mine is all. <laughs> I have not done a thing. I am a useless lump. I am clearly malingering and just milking the fact that I have been out of it for a while. Other people have real problems. I should at least try to get something done while I lie here in bed. Yeah. yeah yours is... Uh... Yours is a little different than mine, though, because usually I'm like, I feel great. I'm going to run around and do all these errands that I missed. I'm going to move the heavy things around in the chicken area or the garage or whatever. And then I end up knocking myself all the way back. And I kind of did the same thing with my first bout of burnout. Mm. You know, I was like, all right, I had that complete, I had a complete meltdown. And then when I started to bounce back and recover some, I'm like, all right, I can do this and started to push myself. And that's when sort of the house of cards collapsed a little bit. And I was like, okay, maybe this is not, maybe well, particularly back off. The yeah. first time you have no, no context for, I cannot do the thing because you've yeah. always been able to do the thing. So you are a person who does the thing and then you can't do the thing. What is this? But you know how to do the thing. And right? yeah, I was yeah. so frustrated the first time it really happened to me, I had moved and I am so good at moving to a new place and setting up and finding all the things. And the fact that I could not do this thing, which I knew I had the skills to do and which I had earned over years. And I was just furious that like at myself for not being able to, you know, memorize where the damn Safeway was because these were skills that I had. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. It's... Uh, you know. Uh, hello, Tiny Orange. Um, okay, back to Laura. Yes. Regrettably, I've not been able to follow through with the intelligence blog website that I had in the works when we last spoke. You know, these things happen. It turns out that I could have gotten into trouble by owning and writing blogs about intelligence as a general topic, nothing specific, because it could be interpreted as me trying to be my employer's competition. Okay, that's bad. And yeah. I, I really hate it when companies do that, but it's a thing that happens sometimes. Um, it is a ridiculous interpretation when it comes to a simple blog that would make no money at all. But there you have it. The law is the law. You know, mm -hmm. you, sometimes you just got to bow to the fact that that is not a battle you can fight today. Yeah. Um, I've decided to redirect my blogging efforts to applying my knowledge of strength and conditioning. I am certified by the Italian National Olympic Committee as a strength and conditioning coach. I'm very passionate about training and sports physiology, so it makes sense to help people with that knowledge and blog about it. The market is absolutely saturated with this sort of endeavors, but at least the law would be on my side. You know? <laughs> yep. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's the thing. There are a lot of them, but... 
each one has their own focus, each one has their own niche. And some of them are just plain bad. There's so many bad ones. Yeah. That you know, having actual trainer and enthusiastic and stuff like that, great. I am all about it. Not that I'm going to be following Strength it for training. exercise tips. Yeah, no, no training <laughs> for me. Mm-mm. Um, okay. I have a few things come to mind when catching up with Productivity Alchemy episodes. Were Gantt charts mentioned explored as a productivity tool by anyone on the show or yourself? I, I don't think so. I might have talked about them earlier. I, I, the on. name sounds really familiar, like, but I I don't know. Those, if... those are those long vertical charts where you have the bar, and the bar is sort of like how long something's going to take, and then you each task has its bar, and it, it's the one that really shows the. If you saw one, you would recognize it instantly. I think any project plan in the last 20 years of your employment at an actual employer place, probably had a Gantt chart somewhere. I have not been employed. Oh, wait, no. I, I, yeah. I Is it the sort of thing that like, tells you what people's hours are? No, it's, okay. it's the sort of thing that says, here's a task and it's going to take four hours or four days. And then below it, offset to start where the first one ended is, this next task is going to take a week. And... So that if you look at it, this is where it comes from. It looks like a waterfall, like stair steps down. I have only been employed at one place in the past 20 years, and uh, that was the frame shop at the art supply store. We didn't have Gantt charts. So no, but everybody else will have. Did they? Oh, of course, the game company had no plans. No, the game company were all just, you know, bumbling. Fools, fools. Anyway. You know, like like the sort that... If I had a hair more ambition and was better at math, I would now be a mad scientist screaming, I'll show them all kind of thing. Yeah, like, that's 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 fair. You know, fair. Dr. Doom, I'm, I feel you, bro. Yeah. Okay, so... Currently I'm, the process of buying a house. Yes, which is the scariest thing I could possibly think of. And the oh, only yeah. way I found to cope with it is to use Gantt charts, or the idea behind a Gantt chart anyways. Customization is always a good thing when dealing with this kind of tool. Absolutely. Um, the fact that you can systematically break down a task and see exactly what you have coming up in the next however many months is very useful for a big project. Building some margin of error and some slack into it is also quite easy. Um, yeah, so slack is not the chat program, but in this case, it's it's space where things can wiggle around and when things go off schedule, you can catch up or, or whatever. Um, I figured it could be worth a mention if some people don't know what it is, and yes, it does help to mitigate the horrible thought that by buying a house, I will end up in debt and eventually in a ditch next to the Italian equivalent of Walmart. But if you don't buy the house, then when you're, you know, you will have nowhere to live and you'll end up in a ditch next to the Italian version of Walmart. So I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) Solidarity. Uh, I'm also not sure if music's, uh, if music podcasts or audiobooks for productivity have been discussed on the show. I think it's been touched upon on and off. Uh, so yeah, mostly is a if it's a thing that works for you, do it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I could be a hundred percent wrong on this one, so I'm sorry if it was an episode that I missed or forgot. It came to mind when I was listening to the Twisted Ones on Audible. Oh yay! I happen to have such a productive streak of days when listening to it that I gave it a second listen right after the first. <laughs> 
Needless to say, I enjoyed it very much. I'm very glad mm-hmm. you enjoyed it and also amused that uh, my weird-ass horror novel helped someone be productive. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, music or podcasts also work wonders for some tasks, but it's a world in itself. One could spend hours on the topic and the sp- scientific literature behind it. There is a lot, and there are a lot of sites with some good ambient uh, sounds uh, that we've referenced in the past. I don't necessarily do podcasts if it's something I have to really focus on because I can't, like, the words get in the way. I I can only do them in cars, not when yeah. working. But then again, I am putting words down, so my problem is basically words in ears turn into words on page, and then I'm taking dictation. Uh, or I get uh, – mine is I get distracted, so if I'm trying to be heads down on a task, figure something out, I either need music or – stupid idiotic horror with lots of color and screaming that isn't yes. really plot driven. Yeah, so you can just look yeah. up and go, yep, there's someone running around with an axe. Yeah. Or oh look, there's the guy with the chainsaw chasing down the zombie. One thing I actually have heard is mm-hmm. uh really good uh as far as ambient music goes, uh video game soundtracks. Because as somebody pointed out, they are made to be sort of Good and emotionally stirring, but also something you can listen to for a very long time unobtrusively that don't interfere with your experience. I, I think movie soundtracks for me do do the same sort of thing, especially when you get the the ambient, like the the sort of backgroundy music sounds that you don't notice, not the hit songs or things like that. Like I actually love the soundtrack for Godzilla King of the Monsters. Okay, I love Godzilla King of the Monsters just on general principle, but it's got some amazing instrumental pieces. It's it's meant to set tone and mood and not to drive things the way something like the uh Iron Man from Black Sabbath in at the end of the first Iron Man is does, right? Or uh, uh, I used to listen to the Lord of the Rings soundtrack occasionally oh, yeah, at work, yeah. and it's good, except the minute that you get the first ride of the Nazgul, you know, or the, or the Minas Tirith theme, basically, <laughs> your brain is like, hello, or Minas Morgul theme, that's it. You're yeah. like, hello, there are Nazgul now. Uh, so, but video game soundtracks uh, are a sort of level of, unobtrusive but there that uh, it's worth checking out if uh, music soundtracks are a little too there but ambient noise isn't quite there enough yeah and i will recommend my personal taste is to go with something playstation or newer because part of the problem for me with the older stuff i mean there's some amazing composition in in 8-bit and 16-bit just tone generation like no one will ever forget the doot 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 doot. I, I think Mario. they're thinking more like the score to like Skyrim or Breath of the Wild uh, uh, or Final something. Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah not stuff like not that. the uh, the. Although there uh, happy are people Pokemon theme who no, there the themed Burger Time. Yeah, there are people uh, and Magfest has a whole subject of this who are making music like that or replaying it as part of their their tribute band of video games and, and stuff. So. I suspect if you play the the Intellivision version of the Burger Time theme, like, at random, my blood pressure will spike. Just without even knowing what I'm listening to, my hindbrain will be like, yeah, the egg! The horrible <laughs> egg! I know listening to music or audio is not everybody's cup of tea, 
And there are certainly people who prefer silence or ambient noise, but maybe some pointers could be useful for other kinds of people and brains who want to give it a shot. Just throwing it out there. I know I'm no, all a about good it. Suggestion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hope everything is well on your side. I know it is quite early for it, but just in case, I wish you guys a Merry Christmas. All the best, Laura. Thank you, Laura, and um, Merry Early Christmas. Happy Holidays to you. Yes. Uh, although there was a story idea going through the back of my head. You're not allowed to take this one because I've, I've been poking at it occasionally as, as microfiction that, you know, uh, though, though it's the year 2035 and it is almost Christmas season. And this year on February 15th, the war on Christmas is on again. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I mean, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying it has been done, yeah. but just because something has been done does not mean that your take is not valuable, but in the highly topical things, you gotta be, you gotta be. Yeah. Tricky. Yeah. All right. Uh, from Sarah, uh, from episode 119, last week's episode. Was that last week's? No, uh, it was the week before. Um, I just want to push back a little on the, why are people getting help from me of all places thread? <laughs> it's definitely, okay. Push back. Yeah, definitely. Often there are way more systems that should have stepped in before you learn about something from a random person on the internet. But sometimes those systems feel giant and impersonal, and it's easy to nod along to the helpful checklist of symptoms for anxiety or whatever and go, oh, but that's not what I'm experiencing, or to tally up the ways your brain is a mess and have it stay in the logical analysis place rather than the squishy emotional place that's actually the problem. Then having another human being say, hey, I'm having X symptoms and anxiety meds are really helpful, or eating a story that comes at your problem sideways in a nice, safe fantasy setting when you're not expecting it can actually be more useful than therapy sometimes. I, You know, I I, 100% believe you. Yes, I absolutely agree. And it's... Mm -hmm. A lot of it undoubtedly has to do with my own uh, feelings of inadequacy in general and also my frustration with the systems of the world oh, that yeah. fail. But, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, your, 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 your comment is, is acknowledged and, val- and, and I, yeah, that's yeah. true. There's, there's a lot of fairness in that, yeah. Um, and honestly, sometimes when you hear about somebody getting a diagnosis and it helped a lot, and it's someone you already relate to, it's a big help. It doesn't seem so scary if this person who you watch chase around ruminants uh, on, <laughs> you know, in photos on Twitter or whatever, is also saying, hey, I've got this problem. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I have not chased any ruminants. Yes. Last one. I'm scared of ruminants. Uh, I don't blame you on that one either. Um, this is from C. Um, hi, Kevin and Ursula. I'm a longtime listener to all three of your podcasts, and I want you to know that they and you are making my life significantly better. Yay! Hidden Almanac was a delight to follow with just the right balance of bleakness versus hope, as well as plot lines versus saints days. And luckily, I don't feel sad that it's over because it was a good ending, and I have all the episodes saved so I can start listening again from the beginning. It is, to paraphrase Reverend Mord, an excellent podcast. Wow, I, you went more than I did. I know, I know. I just can't help myself. I go right into that cadence. Um, Our shepherd friend asked if Mord would bless the animals. We're like, we got to record that if you do. Right. Um, KUEC is my favorite kind of social comfort food, like a party where you don't have to interact with people, but you can still hear them having a good, or at least entertaining time. <laughs> you know, that's great. If it's if it's party for introverts, then uh, yeah. 
fabulous. Absolutely happy, yeah. I'm pretty new to Productivity Alchemy because when it launched, I thought a productivity podcast would be no help to someone who already consists of 50% lists and 50% neuroatypical mental health issues. I mean, most productivity things tend to be made by and for professional male and or sane people, and I am none of those things. Solidarity! So I was really pleasantly surprised to find it so helpful to me. I like the way people in the interviews are allowed to go on tangents because I've learned so much more than just how they stay productive. Also, I really appreciate the way you can you constantly make efforts to be inclusive. You don't assume that everyone has the same goals, issues, or priorities, and you correct yourself when you make mistakes without making it a big deal. Hearing the same questions in every interview also keeps reminding me to think about my answers to them and how these answers change over time. And the little piano music interlude thing <laughs> in Productivity Alchemy is the best. All in all, your podcasts are are lovely, and I'm so happy I found them. Thanks for sharing them with us. I'm supporting you in a tiny way via Patreon. Oh, thank you so much. Cheers and best wishes. Uh, P.S. I can't seem to find the credibly login place on the Productivity Alchemy site anymore. Has it disappeared, or is it me or my browser's fault? Right now, I'm hoarding my badge codes because I have nowhere to input them, and that feels a little weird. You know what? You're not alone in that. Uh, I was having login problems. And diagnosing it, it came down to the Credly login plugin. It seems to be okay now, and I've re-enabled it. That just means that the day after I record, and I, I'm ready to push release, which, by the way, we're recording on Tuesday. Trying to get in the habit of recording on Tuesdays. Uh, but, like, an hour before release or something, it's going to break again. I, I just have this gut feeling. it. But, hopefully... But we soldier on yes. in the face of computers. Yeah, hopefully it has settled for now. Thank so. you so much for the, the, the oh, kind yeah. words. See, yeah. it is it is nice to, I mean, not that we really feel like we're shouting into the void because we get to hear from all you awesome people, but uh, it's, it's nice to know that people are listening. And occasionally, you know, nice to know that it isn't just a greenhouse full of begonias. Yes. Yes. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is all our letters this week. Okie dokie. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back after this. Again, a shorter episode this week. Uh, not as many letters this most recent round, but that's okay. Uh, feel free to write in at uh, Kevin at Sunny.com, S-O-N-N-E-Y.com, or through the comment form on the website, and we will read it on air unless you tell us not to. That's your sort of warning and whatever. Also, um, thank you to C, Sarah, Laura, Jake, Dino, Claire, and our anonymous commenter for their letters. Yay. All right, so while we were taking the break, I looked up Gantt charts. This is what a Gantt chart looks like. Uh, 
Okay. It's not maybe the best one because that one's made in Excel. Although it's really pretty cool that people can make Gantt charts in Excel. Uh, Reich does a good one. Is this like in Wonderlist when there's like a task heading and then underneath it is... No, that's not like it. No, it's not. See, But see how it forms a waterfall? Yeah, that's interesting. No, yeah. I've, I've never worked with those. You've never worked with those. Interesting. Okay. I, I, I live a different life. You, you do. You do. I, I have worked many projects that that use these, and in all of them, there is always that point where you're behind, and somebody's mad that you're behind because they didn't build enough slack or unexpected time into the process. When so. that happens, do you sing? You can't always get what you want. Oh, the look! I am. Oh, the glasses have come down. I am being looked at over glasses. Internet. I I had to <laughs> somewhere somewhere at this very moment, two days before the episode is released. Uh, Will Frank is is his ears are perking up, and and he suddenly feels proud and doesn't know why. Doesn't know why. I. God, it was it was months ago that I unleashed just a brutally awful pun, and Will was like, "I am so proud I could plot." <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, thank you all for listening, and if you want to support our friend the Shepherd, I put the link to Shepherd's Patreon in the episode notes. I've I'd also. Put in a link to our friend KB Spangler, who is a big help. And uh, that buys basically food for ruminants who are currently on dog skull. So you are also yep. obliquely helping me. Yes. Uh, because my dirt is improving when food goes through her ruminants and yes. emerges the other way, other side. And I can't wait to get the chickens out there. Yes. Not, not the chickens I have currently, but she will be getting more chickens. Yes. Yes, chickens. Uh, there are also ducks. I'm not happy. Uh, the ducks confuse me, although it's funny to chase them around. We yeah the, yeah, the the ducks are alarming. Ducks yeah, unlike the chickens who like spread animals. in multiple directions, the ducks just move in this group. It's a little unsettling sometimes. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, if you want to support us, in addition to our friend the shepherd or our friend uh, KB Spangler, you can do so at Patreon under Ursula V. Pays or, for all the podcasts and the hosting and the occasional equipment upgrade. And. Uh, Kofi. Kofi. Yes, you can buy me a coffee. Kofi.com uh, slash K S O N N E Y. There's a whole bunch of links at, at the website. I don't yeah. want to go through it. It makes yeah. me feel money grubbing. Go That's support true. someone. Do something. Be happy. Absolutely. And uh, while you're at the website looking at those support links, you can earn a badge for this episode. See, now, usually I start this segment with the badge code. I'm saving it for the end this time. Um, I'm a little concerned, Internet. Yeah. So our badge code for this week is Og Forage. <laughs> O-G-G Forage. All one word. As right. in Og Forage for roots and right. vegetables. Yes. I guess I brought that on myself. You really did. Uh, so, and you can find out more about how to get badges and hopefully the Credly login's working by going to the... Uh, badge how to on productivityalchemy.com. It's right under there under the badges menu. So that's that. And I think that's it for this week. Is that it for this week? I believe that is everything. That is everything for this week. So thanks a lot for listening. And we look forward to your letters on our next letter show. Uh, back to interviews next week. And in the meantime, stay productive. I'm going to go forage a book. Do that.